and welcome to the program, a UFO Warning. Today's topic is another update on that Oregon cattle mutilation case that happened here this past summer. And this is an article written more from the rancher's perspective. It appeared on naturalresourcereport.com and it came out today, December 2nd, 2019. The article is entitled, Bizarre Cattle Death Mystery in Harney County. And it's written by somebody named Robin H. Smith. It begins by saying, Imagine you're a range rider checking cattle on a 7,000-acre forest service allotment. It's a hot July day. However, imagine riding through trees, creeks, and into canyons on this allotment. All seems calm until you ride upon the body of a deceased bull. At first, you're bummed. Dang, must have been a brawl and he sustained life-threatening injuries. You call in the bull and ride on. Okay, now imagine you ride on for a half a mile or so, and you find another dead bull. Perhaps a hair stands up on the back of your neck. Perhaps a feeling comes over you, and you know something isn't right. This was the reality for a livestock team on July 30th, when they called in two bull carcasses to the Silvis Rally Silvis Valley Ranch headquarters in Seneca, Oregon. Colby Marshall, vice president and general manager of the 140,000 acre ranch, contacted the Harney County Sheriff's Department to investigate. Now, first off, let's just think for a minute about the size of these ranches. Uh, 7,000 acres is an enormous tract of land as it is. I mean, you're talking about a few miles here. Now, you combine that with the 140,000-acre ranch, and, you know, this could be the size of a county in a lot of states, maybe the size of a small state. I mean, we're talking about an enormous stretch of land. That raises a lot of questions as to why in the world would somebody be out here in the middle of nowhere? I mean, we're talking some semi-arid, fairly dry uh, rangeland here, rough country. Why would somebody even be out there, let alone be out there in the middle of nowhere trying to find a uh, 2,000-pound bull to take down? The article goes on and says, This was a reality for a livestock team uh, in July 30th. And it says, Now, here's when things start to get really odd. The Sheriff's Department performs a forensic exam and scans the scene with a metal detector. The carcasses have several organs removed with precision cuts. The removed organs include the anus, testicles, and tongue. From one body, the penis was removed and one ear cut off. The investigators can't find any noticeable tracks leading to the bodies, other than from the range riders. Also, they can't determine a cause of death. No bullet wounds, no strangulation marks, no sign of struggle from whoever took down these 1,900-pound-plus bulls. The toxology reports inconclusive because the 24-hour window from death to investigation had already lapsed. Now, I have to to just ask a question here. Uh, You know, when they do death investigations on humans, I mean, they can literally take people who have been buried in the cemetery for a couple years, dig them up and do toxicology reports to find out if they've been poisoned by certain types of poison. 
It almost seems to me, I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it almost seems like as if they're just ruling out the poison, the poisoning possibility. They know it doesn't exist. That's what it seems like they've given them a test, or maybe they didn't want to test. I don't know what the deal here is, but it seems like they're leaving that little bit of doubt. Well, they could be poisoned. When in fact, it seems like it would be pretty easy to determine that these things had not been poisoned. For one thing, if they'd been poisoned, uh, wouldn't there be wouldn't there, wouldn't there be um, evidence? I mean, maybe the animal would have vomited. Maybe it would have had convulsions. Uh, would there be some kind of heavy metals in the body? It just—I mean, I hate to say it, but it almost seems like a cop out to say, "Well, you know, the tests were inconclusive because it had been more than a day." I wonder how extensive those poisoning tests were, and I wonder if this was just something they just did haphazardly because they just knew that they weren't poisoned. I mean, they've had their tongues cut out for crying out loud. They knew whatever did this didn't need to poison them. It could just simply immobilize them. If they just died from eating some kind of toxic weed, why did they have their organs cut out? precision instruments. I mean, they're talking about, uh, you know, something like a heating instrument, like they'd been, like a wound had been soldered has been cut out. Secondly, if they'd just been poisoned, where is the blood? What happened to all the blood in these animals? So another thing I want to point out is when they talk about the sheriff's report, his first initial report here, it seems as though they've ruled out a lot of things. It says here he took a metal detector with him. Okay. It rules out that they were strangled, okay? But when we first heard about these, so they knew all this, but yet, you know, a couple weeks after the article started to be published about these cattle mutilations, this stuff was still being left hanging out there, like, well, maybe they were shot, you know, the bullet's not around, maybe, you know, at one point it was said, well, maybe they were shot with a poison arrow, I mean, it was all this sort of uh, smoke being blown into the room, I guess. In reality, they knew that none of those things had happened. They knew straight off the bat these animals had not been shot. They knew they had been poisoned within 24 hours. They're like, no, not poisoned. No, they're not shot. No, they had been strangled to death. No, absolutely not uh, scavengers around here. These animals weren't, their bodies were not mutilated by, by scavengers. They, these are precision cuts. These are all things that law enforcement, the authorities, knew immediately, within, for, within, within the first 24 hours. But looking back on what we were told in that time window, it just seems like we were all kept in the dark. And maybe they were doing this as part of their investigation. Okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But the fact is they knew. They knew what didn't do it. That was pretty clear. It was pretty clear it wasn't a bunch of uh, Satan worshippers riding around on four-wheelers who shot these things with poison darts. That part's pretty clear. The things that killed these things may very well have been Satan worshippers, but they weren't riding around on four-wheelers. Now we go on here and we say, they tell us that, Just wait, the horror doesn't end there. The next day, ranch employees find three more dead bulls on the allotment. Same circumstances, same organs removed. Now, Sylvie's Ranch has five unexplained, mutilated dead bulls. 
It's disgusting and heart-wrenching that someone could do this to our gentle bulls, said Marshall. Surely this was a rare, isolated crime. Immediately, the Oregon Cattlemen's Association, OCA, issued a press release and offered a reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the offender or offenders of this crime. OCA issued a press release across social media. What we didn't expect was the outpouring of followers with similar stories. I have to admit, before this happened to us, I was naive about the circumstances. I did come, I did some research and found and learned there were, there have been over eight thousand reported cases of mutilated cattle since the 1970s," said Marshall. Are you hearing this? Eight thousand since the 1970s. I've actually heard as high as ten thousand. And these aren't cattle that have run into a fence. I mean, we're talking about cattle that were actually mutilated. The same MO. They have organs cut out. It looks as though they've been done with uh, precision type instruments, like as if they just took a took some kind of a laser and went around them. The blood's missing. There aren't any tracks. The animal didn't seem like it thrashed around when it died. It either that or the animal did thrash around when it died, but it's been posed in a, in a different place. It's the the crime scene is undisturbed. They go on and say the FBI has documented thousands of cases across the United States of cattle dying in the same way. And not only bulls, cows with udders and reproductive organs removed as well. Some reports indicate the instrument used to remove organs was heated to enable meticulous cuts. No signs of struggle, no cause of death. And let's just repeat this. This is coming from the FBI. They're talking about the FBI documents here. It says, Some reports indicate the instrument used to remove organs was heated to enable meticulous cuts. No signs of struggle. No cause of death. That's not a coyote or a raccoon doing this, okay? This is not a crow coming down and removing these udders and organs. It says, indicates an instrument used to remove organs was heated to enable meticulous cuts. Reports also indicate traces of blood cannot be found near the removed organs and scavenger animals won't approach or pick at bodies. Marshall confirmed this was also the case for the five bulls at Sylvie's. As you're reading this, you must be asking yourself, how is this possible? Well, we've been asking that for quite a while. But it seems like every time somebody asks this, they get mocked. They get debunked. They get made fun of. For simply asking a question, how in the world does this 2,000 pound animal end up out in the middle of nowhere with no blood and its organs cut out with what looks like a laser beam? And by the way, why won't any of the scavenging animals touch it? Even after it's been there a week. Isn't that what scavengers do? I don't know about you, but where I live at here in the Midwest, if there's roadkill along the road in the summertime when the, when the uh, turkey buzzers are flying around, that thing's gone in no time. They're there. They're on it. 
Where's the where's the vultures at? Where's the crows at? Where are all the scavenging animals with these things? Eight thousand cases. We can't find a single scavenger. Come on. Goes on to say, how can a person or a group of people track down five bulls across thousands of acres of forest range and murder them without a single track or sign of death and then remove organs without a drop of blood? Now this is this is interesting. They got a point. These these cattle mutilations, they all took place within I don't know probably within a day of each other, maybe within a couple days max. These bulls were spread out over thousands of acres, maybe 10, 12 miles apart, out in the middle of nowhere. You can go on Google Maps and look at this thing. This is rough range country. I looked at it on the maps. Other than the ranch and the resort, I'm not seeing a lot of houses around there. There are a few roads in the area, but my goodness, how far would the satanic cult worshippers have to travel on foot or on a four-wheeler to find these things in the middle of the night? Seems a little strange to me. He goes on and says, I hate to joke about this, but if they're this good at finding bulls, I'd like to hire them. It's extremely difficult to find range bulls, especially in the fall after breeding season. I would like to know how they did it, said Marshall. Well, here's an idea. Maybe whatever did this thing was uh, having a good look at those bulls from a vantage point that you and I don't have. Maybe they were airborne. Maybe they had the same vantage point that you or I have if we're looking at the crime scene from Google Maps. Maybe they're up in the air. Ever thought about that? I asked Colby the question I'm sure many of you are considering right about now. Was it aliens? Quote, there's no doubt something very strange happened to our bulls and has been happening to cattle for decades. My hair stands up on the back of my neck. I feel uneasy being out there where it happened. We know there are some crazy people out there doing some sick things, said Marshall. That's how we are looking at this situation. Well, of course you have to look at it that way. Because as Nick Pope said, there are some things just too terrible to ask. Too terrible to ask about, I guess. Maybe if people looked at this from a purely logical standpoint, which is, it looks a lot more probable that some advanced civilization some breakaway civilization, be it from our own Earth, from extraterrestrial, from interdimensional, I don't know, even demons, whatever it is, whatever is causing this stuff looks a lot more non-human than human. And if it is human, then it's using techniques, it's using... It's using things so advanced that they're almost beyond human. I mean, I can't even imagine a helicopter, an army helicopter being able to do this. If the military possesses this sort of stuff, why wouldn't they just go buy some cattle? Why do they need to do this? This stuff looks a lot more like a ritualistic sacrifice meant to scare the living daylights out of people to me than anything. It doesn't look like something that a bunch of Satan worshippers are doing. Not that they wouldn't do it if they could, but what's happening here seems to me to be out of the range of possibility of a normal person. And probably even out of range of the possibility 
of a normal government entity. Unless our own government has stuff that's so advanced that we can't even comprehend it. Either way, that's probably even more scary than the notion that this stuff is done by aliens or ETs or whatever. He goes on to say, Be very cautious when you locate an unexplained dead animal. It is important it is important to look at the incident as a crime scene, and you want to and you and you want to disturb the crime scene as little as possible. When you're examining the carcass, move around the body in a large circle. If you approach the body, then approach and walk away in the same track. Contact authorities immediately to investigate the scene. Myself, I don't think I'd want to touch a thing with a ten foot pole. It goes on to say the people performing these crimes are dangerous. Take precautions before returning to the range, such as sending teams of riders. Do not go out alone. Make sure everyone has reliable communication and they are checking in regularly with the ranch. Now, this is, this is a farm publication giving advice to ranchers. And, you know, I almost wonder if they wouldn't be better off to put up some game cameras than to tell people to carry an extra cell phone or walkie-talkie or whatever. It says these people are dangerous. And I want to think about that for one second. If they truly believe that we have people that are so evil and so capable, by the way, that they can just roll out here in the middle of nowhere. Let's just say they came along the highway. They didn't leave a track. This is dry country. You would have seen a a four-wheeler track somewhere. These people somehow levitated out to where the cat, where these bulls were at and found them. Did this to them. I mean, it's way beyond. I, this is this is way beyond. This is way beyond Ted Bundy level. This is way beyond serial killer level. If you really believe we have people out there that are doing this, because it would take teams of people, and they would have to have equipment at their disposal that we're not even aware of. So yeah, I, I, I think the precautions he's talking about are pretty much useless. However, they might be able to put up some game cameras so we could actually record some of this stuff. Who knows? He goes on and says, make sure everyone has reliable communication and they're checking in regularly with the ranch. Sylvie's Valley Ranch is offering a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the people who committed these crimes. Colby and all employees at the ranch are on high alert. Please do not seek out the people who committed these crimes or put yourself in harm's way as a result of the rewards being offered. This is a very dangerous situation. Since this occurrence, we have had so many calls from people who say the same thing happened to them, and we want to make sure others can be prepared if this happens to their livestock, said Marshall. There are many conspiracy. Okay, hang on. Let's wait for. Let's wait for it. What is this called? It's debunking time. There are many conspiracy theories out there: satanic cults, fertility sacrifices, governmental probing, extraterrestrial encounters. All, of course, are only speculation. While the facts stand that cattle are falling victim to selfish intentions and have been victims of an unexplained and brutal phenomena for decades now. As a rancher and cattle owner, please do not take these circumstances as a hoax. Take time to research the documented cases and put a plan in place 
for this type of situation on your own ranch. No matter what you choose to believe, precaution never hurts. Well, I'll agree with that. But what too many people have chosen to believe is that the government has been telling us the truth about UFOs for all these years. And then this year we find out they admit they've been lying because they finally have said, yes, they're real. Even in the face of this, even in the face of our own government finally admitting that yes, these things are real. Oh, we have to rename them. We can't call them UFOs because if we said UFOs are real, well, there might be some kind of a major uh, public spectacle. But we'll call them UAPs. And then we'll say they're real. Well, what follows from that logically? I'll tell you what follows. We've been lied to for a long time. And still, even... Articles that are well-written, as this one is basically well-written, they're still operating under the premise that there is a 0% chance that UFOs are real. Now think about that. This article, as well-written as it is, is operating under the reality, under the narrative, that there is a 0% chance that UFOs are real. And if anybody believes in UFOs, they must be mentally ill, they must be ill-informed, they must be conspiracy theorists. Therefore, they should be marginalized. But what happened in the past year? The U.S. Navy has renamed UFOs, and now call them UAPs, and they have conceded that yes, they are real. So let me ask you, isn't it time that some of the media out there starts to approach the reality that many of us has known has been the true reality for a long time, the reality that the U.S. government now claims is true, at least parts of the U.S. government, the reality that there is at least a 1% chance that UFOs are real, that there's at least some chance these are non-human entities that are committing these crimes. Is it time for some of the media to begin to shift their concept of reality and just, and just accept the idea that maybe there's something out there that we don't understand? And yes, we should be taking precautions, just like they say in this article, but maybe the precautions that we take should be a lot more inclusive than the ones they recommend. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.